When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome again, as always, to Basement Binge. I'm Harrison. I'm Kelton. And I'm Cade. And this week, we are continuing the cyberpunk, if you want to use that word, theme, with one of my personal all-time favorite movies, Ready Player One. Holy smokes, this was just such a joy to watch. So I'm way excited to talk about it. Great film. Oh, yeah, like this, I hadn't seen this movie before, and I honestly didn't hear much about it, like, when I... I kind of like saw it, you know, I was like, oh, how was like Ready Player One? People were like, oh yeah, it was good. But like, that was it. Like, I, I'm, to be honest, like just, I'm, just, okay, I'm going to say it for two cents. Sorry, holy cow. <laughs> we haven't even started. Okay, come on. <laughs> we're just doing the announcements. Hold the phone. <laughs> we could hardly contain ourselves right now, so we didn't get to two cents because we had so much to crush into those two minutes. So we'll just do the obligatory announcements. Follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, back the Kickstarter, and join the Discord. All right, let's move on to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so breakdown of how our podcast goes super quick is we'll always start with our two cents where we get two minutes of uninterrupted time followed up because this is a first watch for both Kelton and then kind of like a first complete watch. A complete watch. For Cade, we're going to do our new segment, Does It Live Up? Pick our poison, our personal rating scale, binge points, dislikes, favorite scenes, and then of course, as always, my favorite, Fall In. Um, except for maybe on this episode, binge points will be my favorite just because this movie's full of it, but... We'll jump right in with our two cents here, Kate, if you get that timer for me. For sure. And as, as I'm pulling this up, I just want to give a social media update this week. We didn't have a lot, something super big this week, but I just want to give a big shout out to a few of those who have followed our podcast within this week. Uh, the podcast called Your Podcast or Mine Podcast, a podcast featuring, uh, featuring other podcasts. Thank you for that follow. And also, the excuse me if I butcher this, the Irrationally Experiment podcast podcast but also about art so thank you for the thank you for the follow and also you know keep up to date with everything on our podcast where our conversations go and everything um and make you keep your eyes and ears peeled for our new episode coming this week that will be on tron legacy so walk out for that but listen to this one that'll be an exciting one i'm really happy for that one but uh our clock is ready to go so whoever's ready want, want to start first you're up Alrighty, I will jump into my two cents. No. Okay, so this movie, one of my favorites. It's such a Steven Spielberg film. So he's the director of it. Again, if people don't know the names, he directed things like Jaws, one of the Indiana Jones movies, The Schindler's List, E.T., Jurassic Park, those type of films. Just totally one of those films, just so like iconic in its own way. Um, but also the way the story is told. I kept making fun of, not making fun, but laughing about that kiss at the end. Uh, I'll talk about that later. But, it, man, it's so good. And the CGI is amazing. The music is amazing. Both, like, the score done by Al- Alan Silvestri, but also just, like, the soundtrack. Like, all the pop culture uh, songs that are in it. It was a ton of fun. Um, and I've mentioned this before, I think, on the podcast, that nostalgia is my favorite emotion, if you want to call it an emotion, favorite feeling. And so this film is just like 100% nostalgia constantly all the time. But it's also a really fun story. It's got a good meaning, um, good messages. It's a ton of fun to enjoy with other people, especially Kellen it being his first time watching it. And I, I was excited to see how he enjoyed it. But man, so many references, so much nostalgia just like reminds me of such a positive childhood, which I'll talk about later, especially in Fall In. Um, just such a fun film to enjoy. Um, it's so pleasing to look at as well. Like every, It looks so good. Um, there's so many things I want to say, but I'm trying to stay focused and not <laughs> reveal my things later. Um, what else can I say without revealing anything? Goodness gracious, the references in this movie. Oh, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I really found a meaning um, in the power of connection that's kind of not an obvious one. Um, the cinematography is great. Acting, I really, really enjoyed. I, I don't know who the actor is that played Wade Parzival. I I'd hardly like knew any of the actors, except for the guy who plays Nolan Sorrento. I forget his name, but he's like pretty much the 
evil villain of everything in Hollywood. <laughs> Except for Captain Marvel, whatever. But, um, yeah, the acting in it was really good. Like, it was a surprise. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, who are these people? But I really enjoyed their presence in the movie. There you go. Okay, Kelton? That was hard to stay focused. All right, start that bad boy. <laughs> Started. Wow, seriously, like, if society had one job to like tell me how good this movie was they completely failed (laughs) like how have i not heard more about this movie seriously like i just thought it was just a mediocre movie by the way like people told me about it but holy cow that might have jumped into like my top five like favorite movies all time because that was just so much fun to watch you know not just because it's like funny or like cool action but it's just fun like you just sit down, you're gonna have a good time. Like it, part of it, you know, is just I, you know, I like played like every kid. You know, I played video games and stuff like that. And so it's just like, just like Harrison said, it takes you back to those good days, you know. But I, the story hooked me right from the beginning. Like the whole idea of where it's like, well, first off, they they introduced the whole plot without like saying a word in the beginning, like. Yeah, like, you know, Wade started, like, doing, like, a narrative, explaining some things, but, like, just from the get-go, you know, there's some music playing, but he doesn't say, like, a word, and, like, he's, like, going to where, like, his little video game car is and, like, the dump, but, like, you just kind of get this feel for, like, how everyone is, like, in that kind of society and everything, but anyways, like, the story just hooked me so well, like, the idea, there's, like, a whole giant game world, and, you know, there's three hidden Easter eggs, and I'm a sucker for Easter eggs. Like, if there's, like, a dope thing you could find, like, I'll spend... I'm the kind of guy, if you're playing a game, I have to explore every single room, every single drawer, every nook and cranny. So, like, this was just totally geared to, like, just hook me so well. And so I just loved this story. And I was amazed by the animation. Like, they're, like, video game characters, but it looks like they're in a real-life room. Like... Wow, that was so cool. Like, at first, dang it! Gotcha! <laughs> Freak. Alright, anyways, Cade, you're on. Okay, I am on. Okay, first things first is that I, my memory of this movie when I first watched it was I didn't really sit down and watch it completely all the way through. Whenever I always watched somebody watching it and like, oh, what's this? And I watch it, and it's like, this seems really dope. Like, what's going on here? And it's like, oh, they're watching Ready Player One. I'm like, I've never heard of this movie. Like, I don't think I remember trailers at all. Maybe once, you know. But, like, I don't remember um, much of the whole story. I remember the parts I remember was the him finding the first key, the big race, and then I remember the big fight at the end. And that's all I remember. And it's, so everything else in between, I just, like, I had no memory of it. I didn't remember the shining huge reference train on that part. Um, one thing I was kind of worried about when I first go into this movie is that it would be an overload. Because I remember the first reference reference trend that I experienced was Ralph Breaks the Internet. They go crazy about it, you know. Oh, that's, a fun movie. that's a really fun. And it's it's got all these major references throughout the whole, about the Internet and all those big um, companies, about those big, you know, trends all, all about Twitter and all about um, Google and all that stuff. But this movie, I was kind of worried that it would be kind of an overload because video games – man video games are like all about references all about just huge like cameos all that stuff but they didn't it they build a compact everything but you were able to focus on the story and not be so focused on the references just blaring in your face you can now you can just pause a frame and just look at all the references but it doesn't like over just like completely just collapse the whole story you can't really see what's going on it's hard to follow the story was very clear and it wasn't necessarily separated, but it was above everything else. Like, as far as priorities go, that was their top priority, and they delivered. And I really liked that. Also, the cinematography, that wasn't overwhelming. That was, and it was, it was simple. That's what I thought was, is that it was simply good. And I'm out of time. <laughs> well, that's it. Next section or segment we got here is did it live up this is a segment where we talk about those who those are the three of us who haven't seen this movie if it lived up to the expectations that we had or if it blew it or it ruined it so me being the person who wanted who has seen this movie and wanted to share it again because i make the list (laughs) um my motive for wanting to share it is similar to what kellen said i feel like it's so unknown and underrated but everyone who has seen it 
everyone I've talked to at least is like, oh, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Or I mention it to someone, they're like, oh yeah, my friend, he loves that movie. He told me I should watch it. And so everyone always has something positive to say about it or they know someone who has positive things to say about it. But I feel like a large majority of people haven't. So on you guys to see it. I, I thought that both of you had, so I just thought it was going to be fun to enjoy. Um, so I guess unintentionally, I wanted to share it with you guys. <laughs> I wanted to enjoy it with you, assuming that you already had. Um, yeah, so I want to hear, I guess, if you had any expectations beforehand. Um, yeah, so for me, like I said, I I just thought it was going to be a good movie, to be honest. Like when I was thinking about it, it's just like, oh, well, you know, a virtual reality kind of movie. Like it would be pretty cool, you know. Um, but my expectations were like completely exceeded. What a great movie. So much fun. And especially geared towards, I feel like my generation, like my age, like people yeah. our age is going to love this movie. You know, I, I think about it. My parents probably would enjoy this movie. It's fun, but it wouldn't be as cool or as interesting. Yeah. Like so people this that are. 20s to 30s i feel like it's yeah like perfect it's yeah any like any younger they're not gonna get certain references to certain games and movies and things like that but the age from like you know like 18 to like 36 or even like 40s or whatever man like what a great movie so my expectations were totally exceeded and oh, i love this movie yeah. it was incredible i've so i had so I had some weird expectations. I wanted the big expectation I had was I wanted an explanation of the story. And to the explanation, I had so I watched the movie earlier today. You know, you know, I'm, this is me confessing here, but I watched um, it was like GI Joe: Rise of the Cobra. Oh, I love that movie. It's so underrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a product people here but i actually didn't like the movie very much <laughs> harrison i love it kate sucks dude never gonna watch it again <laughs> okay hear me we'll have to do a podcast about that so. there we go uh i i just it seemed really fast paced it was like super quick and like my inner boy inner childish self like loved it because it was gi joe and it was this awesome action but i just like this is so fast paced and like i'm i'm head my head's spinning right now and so anyway from that movie to this one Ready Player One, and the the story and the action was not like fast on fast forward. It was so that that really blew my expectations out of the water. Another thing was just like the banter was just so great that like really just elevated this movie to like one of my favorites because I love banter. Um, it just it gave me a clean, crisp like to the T to to my expectations and just made it glimmer. Which is a poetic saying of like it, blew, it exceeded my expectations, but um, yeah, I I am happy, I'm satisfied, and I want to watch it again. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So, all right, and that brings us to our next segment, which is pick your poison, baby. All right, so for those who don't know, and pick our pick your poison, we basically have it set up into three different rankings or ratings, where one you either buy the movie with you know the intention of like watching it again and again whenever you want or you would rent the movie like oh you could watch it you know once you could watch it again but it's not something like um you're gonna want to see very often um and then three which is never watch again never own it nothing so i'll kick us off i want to buy this movie like this is such a fun movie I would totally watch this again right now for like from start to finish just because it was that much fun and so cool. And I'm sure I pick up on so many more references. And also, confession time, I've never watched The Shining. Oh, me neither. And so there's a whole scene in this movie where it's referencing the entire, I've, like everything important about that movie. So I feel like if I watched that movie, it would become so much cooler. And I'd be like, hey, shout out to this, you know? So, um, yeah, I would definitely buy this, and I would I would show this to my friends, whoever's watched it, who hasn't watched it. It's just a great movie. Tons of fun. I picked my poison. I, I feel like I would want to buy it, but, like, see, people who are, other than you two, as far as, like, movies go, I feel like they wouldn't 
like my parents wouldn't really appreciate it. They wouldn't really understand. Like this is the just a it's a geeky. They, I can see them saying this is a geeky movie. I could really feel them saying that because it's like they wouldn't get it. So I feel like I would I buy it for my own pleasures, but that's really all, all I would get out of other than like watching with you guys. So I might just rent it honestly, just to watch it, just to show them. But like buying, I feel like they would at least as far as um. For the other people, like all my friends and other stuff, they wouldn't really appreciate it as much as I would. But I think I'd buy it for my own pleasure. But I may rent it. I'm kind of on the fence about it. You, Harrison? Shocker! I already own the film. <laughs> <laughs> but it's understandable. Why would like what are we gonna watch a movie that we don't own? Like some one one of the three of us has got to own the movies we're watching. But yeah, I would buy it again. Okay. <laughs> it's so fun to and it's fun to share with people. Like I said, I think that's one of the reasons I would buy it is because it's really fun to share with people um yeah don't need to complicate it i'd buy it so moving on to what could potentially be the longest section of binge points ever <laughs> this movie oh gosh okay i don't want to take i know that like there's a lot of them that we probably have in common so i think we should keep them like like bullet point list is just suggesting here. Like bullet point list, like just kind of mention it and then move on to the next one or else we'll be here forever. But we'll go one at a time and kind of go around the table. How does that sound? Yeah. You guys up for that? Let's do it. Um, okay. The first one, because this is how the movie starts. The song Jump and then um, the end credit scene, I think it's like You're the One That I Want or something like that. That's not the name of the song. I can't, the name's slip in my head. But those two songs are like forever Ready Player One in my head. I have this like, playlist on spotify that's a bunch of classic songs like that and every time they come i'm like oh ready player one and it makes me think of the movie and happy songs. The, the, that's interesting because the song we're not gonna take it that's what, that one too. that's yeah, what comes to my head my ready player one that comes to my head because they're like like they're all like getting ready for it, and he's like has a boom box just clicks play we're not gonna take it <laughs> just that scene of where he's like turning around and like everyone's swarming over like the hill they go like to war and everything that's just a great scene right there tons of fun but like you get chills and everything too oh it's the song is you make my dreams so you make my dreams jump and we're not going to take it those three songs i always think of this movie and it makes me happy so yeah uh my references my reference was the power rangers if am i am i right about it the guy that and then when they're fighting the mecha godzilla and that guy he's like got the beam sword Oh, is that Power Rangers? No, no, it's something different. I wish it was. I was gonna mention that, so I'll say it right now. I wish it was Voltron or Mecha Mechazord from Power Rangers, that's but that's just because what I grew up with. But it's uh, Gundam. I've only watched a few episodes of Gundam. Yeah, it's a. It's very similar to, from what I understand, is similar to Power Rangers where or Voltron where it's like three separate machines that combine into one giant thing. Okay, because that's what I thought. I was like, oh, I love that, but. That's a, that's a bit of a downer, but I mean, I'm sure there's Power somewhere in this show. You could probably phrase it and find it, but um, yeah, I'd say that. Dang. Well, because I know there's a bajillion references, but there's only one that makes my heart happy, and it's Iron Giant. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. Okay, you right. always talk about that movie. So, Is it like your favorite film? Yeah, so for those, I'm sure everyone had a childhood movie that they watched pretty much every single day and that was my movie iron really? giant i love that movie you, so yeah, much you had a cake i had a one of my shape. when i turned like eight or something i asked for a cake of iron giant like Dude. i love that movie so much I and i i think i watched it like right after i got back from my mission because it was like it's been two years it's time for some good old iron giant this is, baby it's, a good movie. it's one of my favorites like ugh, when i Cause so so, Cade knows I love this movie, and there's like right in the beginning when you see, he immediately pointed out, he's like, dude, I was like, oh, it's Iron Giant, <laughs> <laughs> and so anything with him, like, I was impressed, like even when he's walking around the exact the stomps, like the noises, yeah, it's the same, the exact same noises. noise, and I was just like, this is so cool, it has, it like, has the dent in his head, yeah, yeah, the dent in his head, like his groans and like. It's, it's, I mean, they did have like one scene where he like uses his gun arm thing. When I first saw him going to war, though, I was gonna hope he turns into like the war mode, like oh, yeah. crazy goes crazy. Berserker. Sadly, it didn't happen. <sighs> but still, it was just like it's Iron Giant. Like I always wanted a sequel to Iron Giant. 
Like just a second just one. <laughs> I never got it until now, and oh, I love that. Best reference in the entire movie, in my opinion. All right, I, I, I got a bunch here. Um, I'll name two super quick. One, I noticed this time, Iowa is everywhere. Like even at the beginning, when Wade's putting on his gloves and um, his, his like visor, if you want to call it, whatever it's called, it says IOI on it, like on the band. So it really is everywhere. The other thing I really like is Wade in the real world is really like insecure, but Parzival is super confident, which I thought was cool. I didn't notice that before. Um, H is a ton of fun. Do you just want me to keep going? I got one. I got one. Um, when uh, Artemis grabs, um, what's, his, what's his gamer tag? Par- Parzival? Parzival. So he grabs Parzival and pulls him aside. Like, he can't go out in public. He has to be in his guys. Pulls him underneath the stairs and has the alien pop out of her stomach. That was a reference to him. I don't know what that movie was called. I think it's called Alien. That was hilarious. He's like, pops out, just freaked out. And like, it's like Mortal Kombat and Alien. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty fun reference. Um, and then I want to ask, in so in The Shining where they open the elevator and it's just this flood of just blood. Is that an actual reference or just part of the movie? I think that's part of the movie. I don't know. I've never seen The Shining. I hate horror movies. Don't ever ask me to watch one. I'll say no. I hate them. I hate them so much. Because I think the elevator full of blood is part of The Shining reference. Now, that much blood? I don't think so. I don't think so. That was part of it. I have no idea. I will say, since we're on The Shining, every single time I watch this movie, I'm amazed how they achieved such a filmic look for The Shining. Like... It looks so. Like they took it out of the actual film. And just I don't like, know how they, and like I, oh, it's amazing. Every time I watch it, and even like the film look on the avatars that they have, it, oh, it blows my mind every time. It's so cool. It's like real life and, and CGI, but like the CGI, oh, it's you can, so impressive. I was looking for like a line around their silhouette or their figures of the characters to see if like you can tell a difference, but it blended together pretty well. Oh, it's amazing. Even like the grain, you see the grain over their avatars, just yeah. like you would on film. Oh, it was like, so I, amazing. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, they're probably just filming in a real place. And then they just like somehow like, like or something. yeah. And they just like put the video game characters on it until the elevators open with like the blood coming out. I was like, shoot, that is all like CGI. Like, how the heck? That mad respect, because that was so freaking cool. Okay, other reference to a movie. So the Zemeckis cube, the Rubik's cube that turns back time. I figured out this time. Robert Zemeckis is the director and writer of the Back to the Future trilogy. What? Yeah, so it's called the Zemeckis cube. And the thing is, when he chucks it, Alan Silvestri, who did the music for both Ready Player One and Back to the Future, plays a little bit of the Back to the Future music. It's like, like from Back to the Future when he goes back in time. Oh, I love that's it. Cool. It was like, boom, instant nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not gonna. when I first saw just the title, like the cover of the movie, when we were like sitting just talking before we actually started the movie, we just had like the menu up, and I was looking at it, I was like, wow, this looks like Back to the Future. Like, I just got that feel, you know? He had like, if I remember, he had like the goggles just above his leg. Like, and the DeLorean was there. Yeah, it was just like, the, whoa, this is back to the capacitor. future. Like, oh, it was so cool. Oh, the other thing is DeLorean has, okay, that scene where it like grows is probably like oh, comparable so cool. to Tron, like the excitement I get yeah, when he throws yeah. it down. We're doing Tron next week, actually. But anyway, <laughs> um, it has a Knight Rider light on it. I don't know if it's the Knight Rider light. Is that what it's called? Who knows? But it has it on it, and it, it still has a flux capacitor in it. Oh, it's just so fun. And so another reference for me was the holy hand grenade. That was oh, so. That was so good. I, it, 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 he, he doesn't count, count one, two, five. five I know. <laughs> that that awesome. That so awesome. And like, uh, it's just I. So I couldn't hear it super well. Was there like this like choir in the background? Yeah, like, what there was. was like, <laughs> that that reminds me of I don't know if you guys ever played it, but it's Worms Battle Islands. Oh, oh yeah, yes. I was for the like Wii, the, and like yeah. oh. That just took me back because in that game, the holy hand grenade was like the ultimate yeah. weapon. It like blew up the entire map, and like you throw it, and it'd just be like, hallelujah. And then it just like nukes everything. <laughs> so, like, when I saw him by the holy hand grenade, I was like, yeah. yeah. So, it wasn't like directly referencing that like video game, but it just like took me back. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just like, it's just cool. You could like 
connect to it in your own personal yeah. way. It reminds you of certain things. Also, if I remember right, every single gun that they use is a reference to a video game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm pretty sure. I There's no way I could know them all. Yeah. Like, I noticed like, Gears, the one that they got a blade on the front, yeah. and it gets, it's like instantly blown up. But like, I, I, mean, I saw that one. I, I have no idea. I haven't played that many shooter games. But like that in battle, there's too many references to pick oh, up. Halo. Halo. <laughs> Battletoads, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Overwatch, there's a ton. Or like, yeah, I forget her name, the main character. Um, or like when Iron Giant falls into the lava, it's the Terminator 2 thumbs up. Like, it's not thumbs up. So great. Um, she said Superman. I wish she said Superman. Uh, yeah, Superman. That would have been so sick. I would have cried. Um, the other thing, I, oh, go ahead, Kellen. Yeah, I just maybe think it's like, you stay. I go no following. I would have just weeped, just cried <laughs> right there. Just like I'm, I'm giant. Come on. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, so other ones that I noticed, um, just like super quick. I think it's cool that Artemis, who's actually the goddess of the hunt, like that's actually what Artemis is. She's the one who doesn't get distracted from the like. She actually truly is hunting down the eggs. Like where like Parsifal's like, oh, I love you, and she's like, stay focused. <laughs> I appreciate that. I also really, really appreciate that when Wade finally meets Samantha, he addresses her birthmark and, like, says that he's not disappointed because, like, especially in our world, it, like, people are so, like, including me, like, awkward around situations like that. Like, I never know how to handle something. Like, I'm always so nervous to call it out. So I appreciate that. I thought it was very, very yeah, uh, honorable. I appreciate that. The other thing that I noticed this time is the curator – Ogden Morrow, the guy in, like, the library, whatever that place is called, when Parzival shows up the first time, he, like, it's totally for us. They're explaining what it is, where he's, like, it's a 3D render of all his memories, blah, 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 blah. Like, of course, Art Parzival knows that. We don't, so it's for us. But, of course, Ogden Morrow would want to keep up, like, the program facade where he repeats the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. But there's little hints that he has a personality. Like, he asks Wade, or Parzival, he's like, are we done here? And he says yes, and then he, like, keeps playing for him to find the first clue. Or, like, during the oh, second one, he like, he, like, bets him that Kira or whatever her name is is only mentioned one, and he, once, and he goes and watches it and sees that she's only mentioned once. And instead of immediately saying, like, oh, you're right, he, like, wakes for a second until they figure it out. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> so, like, you can tell that he's helping him along, but uh, I thought that was cool. Um, also, Cade found this out. He's looking up the awards of the movie. It was nominated by MTV for the best kiss in a movie. It should have won it. I love that kiss at the end. <laughs> nice. No, yeah. Oh, there was actually an award for that. Oh, that's I mean, cool. <laughs> yeah, I kept joking where like um, where he kisses her. I always like in movies when that happens, I'm just like nice. And then there was like continually like for like the five minutes after that where I could like just kept saying nice. I think I got up to like six or seven of them. Like, double nice. Double nice. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> I love that. So, there's too many to talk about. There's seriously. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll have to put a cap on it. If we were to do like a, a whole other podcast just for binge points, we would have a completely different I, conversation. I would want to watch this movie like just as a challenge, just with some friends like this, just for the purpose of getting like all the references. Like I know there's a bunch on like their clothes, like they're wearing T-shirts that are references. Oh, yeah, and and I know that there's things that like all three of us don't even know that just yeah. go overhead, but. Yeah, it's so fun. I wonder how long a podcast would be if we did just references. If like you broke down each freaking scene and just like sure pause. YouTube video out there. Oh that. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, somebody tweeted at us. <laughs> I want to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was binge points. I should we should we put a cap on it? I think we should put a cap on it. I think we should just for now. Um, our next. Our next segment is least favorite scene and favorite scene. This is where we just kind of go around. We have, you can have up to three scenes that you do, do not like and do like, and we kind of just talk about it for a little bit. I'll go first. My least, one of my least favorite scenes is, I don't understand it. Maybe I missed it, is when he, like, they walk into that room and it's like, the shining was a, was a distraction. And that when they're like, there's that one girl along with all the zombies floating and they're dancing. I understand the dancing part. I understand them getting to her to ask her, would you want to dance? But the zombies, I was like, this is weird. I think, I think they said, like, right in the beginning, it was like a throwback to one of his first games with, like, the zombies. Didn't Zombie. they say that? I don't Because I remember they I said... I know it's a reference to something. He said it's like something like, oh, yeah, there's like something, something mansion? mansion? Was it that? No, something is like, oh, one of his first, like, zombie games or something like that. Yeah, it was like, it was... Um, I think it was it was a reference to something, the reason yeah. why they, they had, there was, like, dancing zombies. Yeah. 
that Halliday made, like something something that he made. Well, I, I don't remember. I didn't like the zombies. It was like this is weird. It's kind of like it was like the Shining was this really cool reference stuff, and then like turned to zombies. I'm like, that's weird. I that I didn't like that scene. I think they could have maybe done a different route. I mean, yeah, it's a reference to Holiday, but like they could have made some other reference to it. I feel like, but I don't like that scene. What would you kill him? Um, least favorite things. There are just two, and like I think they were necessary for the plot and like the story and everything. I just wish it could have been done better. And the first one is the whole when he tells like Artemis or Sam that he loves her. Mm. It was like what in the dance this club? This is coming out of like left field. Oh, yeah. This is like like if, he's all like, he's like oh I like you. He's like oh that's fine. You're like this is normal. And then all of a sudden he's like my name's Wade. I love you. And you're like whoa dude. <laughs> 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 like calm Here's down. Here's my address. <laughs> it was just like what the heck is happening? Like it just felt. It was just kind of cringy to me, and it was way too quick. And, like, I don't think you could, like, fall in love with someone that quick, let alone when you haven't even, like, met them in person yet. So that's where I was just... Or that could just be, like, like tipping your hat to, like, the fact that that's how crazy that world is now, that everyone just lives online. I don't know. But that was just, like, just kind of weird for me. I, I see how it was necessary for, like, the arc... And, like, that whole plot and the relationship between Sam and Wade had to be. But it was just kind of weird. And then the second one I had was, like, with the death of his aunt. Oh, oh man, yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, shoot. Like, this is real. Like, this 101, right? I-O-I. Or, sorry, sorry. IOI was, like, so crazy to actually, like, take it to the real world and, like, kill people and everything. Yeah. It, I just felt that Wade should have like mourned longer because that was like his only existing family yeah and like you could tell he cares for her and it's just like boom dead and it's like crap kind of sad and then it's just like moving on he's like whoa like, what the heck like and where the heck were the cops the whole time like, <laughs> I swear very Iowa was doing whatever the freak they wanted the whole freaking movie I was like oh that's illegal that's not right something's weird here and it was just like where are the cops <laughs> So it was like kind of good. Dis- I mean, at the end you saw the cops, but th- those that just kind of puzzled me. Maybe it's because like they were, because a lot of movies were like some big companies getting away with a lot of stuff. They explain like what bad thing they did, why it's so bad, and then how they hit it, how they like were able to hide from like the from the federal or the, from the police or whatever. And I think they just didn't bother doing that. It's like this is how they, this is how this is how they got away with it. Maybe they just like let's just not worry about that and just keep going with the story because we don't have enough money or something like that. Maybe that's the reason why, but that's just such a theory of some sort. But I think that's a good point of like the cops only showed up to like the last scene. Yeah, and they're definitely like, like, okay, all right, right, get out of here. Like this whole like locking people in a tank and like kidnapping them and like making them like work for you in like terrible conditions. I think it's just that like, because it was because they were in debt and that they needed to work yeah, off their debt. Yeah, but you still can't like force someone to work off their debt and then like elect like tase them if they're not working hard enough. That's true. I mean, we, and maybe we missed the part. Maybe there's a point where like they mentioned like they do have they're under contract and that if you do not pay us back, we have the right to like take away stuff or something like that. Yeah, it's a little vague at that point that spot. My least favorite scene. I actually have one this time. I really thought about it. I will say, I it's not that I think every movie is perfect. Is that like I see a scene with, especially with the movies we've watched, ugh, watched recently. I'm like, oh, I didn't like that, but like I understand the necessity of it or what they were trying to do. So I kind of just like brush it off, and then my brain forgets it because that's the way my brain works. But I remembered one. It was the one where his aunt dies because of the mourning reason. But Kelnar mentioned that. So my other one is at the very end where he meets, um, where he's in the real world and he gets the egg, and he's Parzival, but he's meeting Halliday. And he asks if Halliday's real, and he says yes, but then he, like, doesn't ask who he is. Like, come on, give me some closure. Like, what the heck? I, I, I feel like maybe I'm just dumb and it's going over my head. Like, is that supposed to mean something, or is it just, like, a throwaway? I don't know. Every time I watch I'm like, what? what was it? Like, either, like, leave it unsaid, like, oh, just whatever, or, like, address it and give me some closure. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'm just dumb and don't get it, but that's my least favorite scene. That's true. I didn't. I was thinking about, like, like, are you real? Yes. 
are you holiday is holiday dead yes and who are you thanks for playing my game it's like hold up (laughs) don't pull the curtain yet um another scene i thought was like sucked or not it wasn't necessarily a particular scene but it was iron giant where if you guys remember Iron Giant, and when he went berserk mode, he had a cannon. He had this chills. massive, like, literal chills like, every like, single time. Like, like he screams things. and just nukes everybody, man. <laughs> that whole part. He's the only, he's, it was a weapon, practically, made made as a weapon. And he had this mat, that massive cannon on his chest. Like, oh, I wanted to use that. Godzilla, yeah, man. like, have him go like go crazy and then use it and to blow up the Godzilla rather than you having using the bomb on, you know, whatever. I feel like they could have did that in such a dope way. Like, this is Iron Giant. Like, but then again, they, they might have just wanted him as a reference because I was looking at whenever I see Iron Giant, all you do is just kicking around stuff. Just kick, kick, punch. It's like, yeah, that's yeah, not Iron like, Giant. Cool, like, in a perfect world, you know, he, like, falls on his stomach and, like, Mechagodzilla's, like, breathing on his back. I would have loved for, like, him to get mad. The bump goes away. The eyes go, and, like, all red. Yeah. And he just turns around and screams. Just, just freaking, just wrecks him. That would have been so dope. <laughs> that was my other least favorite scene. But as far as favorite scenes go, we'll move on to this next part. Um, I have to say, anytime that is he an assassin? That guy with the he's got a skull chest. Oh, I, I rock. I don't know what he is. He's hilarious though. <laughs> anytime he's in scene, he is so funny. He like he sits, he sits in that like that booth with those girls. He's like. Bids in the leaning closer. He's all like, "Get out of here!" When <laughs> <laughs> well, later he's talking about, it, he's like, we, "If we would have gone with my plan, that would have worked because I rock." <laughs> How's it going? He's like, "Oh, my neck's doing bad. I probably need physical therapy." No, the orb. Can the you game. stand like a little to the left? My right, or yeah, my right, your left. <laughs> well, he's like, he calls him out for using the cataclysm. He's like, "That's a camper move. You don't even know how to activate an orb." <laughs> I got ten years of crapping me. <laughs> I was also. I, totally saying no why doesn't he just like take off his mask like you know he's like running to the portal like with, is there like a rule against that where like when you're gonna die you can't just like take off your mask i don't know they're prob- probably because i'd be kind of dumb every time like you see a bullet come towards you like oh i'm out <laughs> <laughs> so probably <laughs> like just instantly put it back on <laughs> The ball goes through. Got him. I ever would have one hand on their gun and just like playing. Then I might have taken away the story of like the. What were we talking about? Oh, your favorite. My favorite scene. scene. No, it was just anytime he's in it. Oh, it's just so funny. It kind of reminds me of um, uh, Nick Fury a little bit, just a little bit. Just, just the banter that he gives. That he yeah. just doesn't care. They just he's just a paid. He's a paid gunner. <laughs> or he's like three times my normal salary. Oh, that was that easy. This should have gone for five. It's four still on the table. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was incredible. Um, I think my favorite scene. I'm. I feel like I'm a guy who gets hyped up. Like if you have the right music and you like just give me something to get hyped about, I will every freaking time. Mm. So I know it's like just all oh, everyone says it's their favorite scene, but the part when the music's playing. On the stairs, like, we're not going to take it. And, like, everyone's running. Like, they show so many people. And, like, the enemies are, like, running out of the doors. And they have, like, those walker things. Like, I just got so pumped. I was like, it's war, baby! (laughs) Just the music and just, like, so intense. There's so much action going on. Like, it's so, it's like the climax of the whole plot. And so it was, I, that was definitely my favorite scene. Just the giant battle. I got so hyped. My favorite scene is going to be the race. Man, I just love that scene. So fun to watch. There's like a lot of like... So much crap goes down on that race. And like, I understand that that's all digitally. So like, there's a lot of artists who went into adding like small details. Like small explosions that like your eye probably can't even catch because there's so much happening. It makes me wish I would have seen the movie in IMAX 3D just for that scene. Especially when they all take those crazy jumps. That would have been epic. Um, yeah, I love the race. There's so many details and there's like a few like... Not that they're long takes, but like continuous shots that are real, like totally impossible, but it's digital. The camera work is sweet. Um, it's a ton of fun, especially because he's in the DeLorean and Back to the Future is one of my all-time favorite movies. And because of that, one day I promised myself I'll own a DeLorean. So that's fun. <laughs> but fun fact, fun fact, I've seen a DeLorean in real life. And they've, they've had a bunch of references. They had the hoverboard in there too. I was like, what? You know, 
Continue. My the continuation of my favorite scene is when he figures it out and he starts driving backwards really fast, and the music that plays while he's driving and you see everything like kind of forming as it goes up. I just love the music in that scene. It's so satisfying, and like the way the music transitions from diegetic or non—I don't remember which diegetic. I can't remember which one's which, but where it transitions to like music that we hear to like music in that Parsifal hears to like the trumpets playing where he wins. I don't, just a great scene altogether. So that's my favorite. Just whole race scene. Everything revolving around the race is a ton of fun. Oh, it's just an awesome, fun movie. Yeah, wow. So fun enjoy. All right, I think that brings us to our last segment. Wait, I have one thing. The one, so I didn't catch it in the very beginning. So the dance scene, oh, where they had that, they're like, they're having that conversation back and forth, where it was like super high tech. But it was between Artemis and, it was between Wade and um, uh, Artemis and Parsifal. Yes. I didn't notice how funny that scene was. When you guys were going, but you were laughing about it. I didn't. I didn't recognize it. Oh, what were we laughing at? Do you guys remember that? Where, where they were talking about? He's like, "Are you prepared?" He's like, talks oh, about his oh, suit. Oh yes. Yeah. She's like, "Did you come prepared? What kind of haptics are you working?" And he's like, "I got the uh, X one oh, or whatever." He's so <laughs> like, with the microfiber crotch inlay. He's like, "Do you feel this?" He's like, "Can you feel this?" And he's like, "Yeah, he's got the microfiber crotch inlay." <laughs> and she like strokes up his legs and his chest, and he like and drops his like, controller. <laughs> You can see it in real life, like on his suit, like the colors <laughs> change. And just like, it's like so what? cheesy. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. Uh, it's just like, what is happening? Guys, yeah, that was, oh that my was gosh, funny. Oh. I'm afraid to say this because I don't want to like throw everybody under the table, but generally, like teenage boys are just so one track mind, and it's hilarious. <laughs> It's so funny when people make jokes about it. Especially, oh, it, it's one of my favorite scenes. It's like it's so cringy and awkward, but it's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh, like, when it goes in real life and like the way the lights are on his suit, and he's like, and he's oh like beginning gosh. to realize what's happening. He's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. I that was awesome. Oh, I also love just in that scene when they throw down like the disco things and it starts and like artemis dress turns into like pants and they're dancing just so fun that's a fun scene as well just ah, love the music in this movie but anyway all right you were um, saying kelton we're going into falling so this is the segment where we kind of look for the hidden meanings or the message the overall message that the movie has to tell us and we try to relate to it personally so to make it like that much cool cooler and more interesting um, and just things that really impact us and make us want to change or do better with our current lives. So, yeah. what do you guys think? So this one, like, I, I remember the first time I watched it, it was like such a blatant message that like it didn't really connect with me because I'm like, oh, they just like, kind of like laying it out there. Like, that's too easy. Like, that can't be the message about like connecting mm-hmm. and like um, Halliday says in the end, like living in the real world. Um, but it's something that I knowing that that was a message I was kind of looking for it more. And I think that particularly in our world, everything, everything has a replacement digitally. Like I buy my groceries through an app on my phone. Like, Oh, it's crazy. And like, this is getting kind of heavy here, but like even things, cause the whole thing's about connection, even things like pornography, just to bring that up, like intimacy is truly like the most personal intimate connection that you can have with another human Mm -hmm. and that has become so digital like it's a huge market companies make billions of dollars off of it and it's sad to me that things that are so intimate and and connection connected and personal has just become so digital like that's kind of an extreme but you can take it from that extreme all the way to like i don't know like using a calculator we we don't use our brains anymore we use our calculator on our phone like buying groceries, whatever it is, social media. There's so many things that you could talk about the idea of connecting like technically versus reality. So there's a lot to say about that. Um, But yeah, like I just, I I think it had a lot to say about appreciating and having fun in the digital world. Like I don't want to say that, oh, everything digital is bad. Like video games are horrible and you don't connect. Because like I know a lot of people, including me, who have made friends online through video games or movies that they enjoy and like there truly is connections like online dating i know a lot of people have a great marriage because of that like i think it shows a good balance of like yes these digital things are fun and they're great and they're tools and great entertainment and 
but like enjoy them with people. Don't get so sucked up on yourself. Like I remember just continuing with this here. I'm sorry, I'm taking forever, but like me and my brother, we played a lot of video games when we were young. Like particularly, probably one of my favorite memories of my entire life is playing Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy with my younger brother. Yeah. Like I miss the split screen days. And like Dude, yeah, I and like right I remember not even that game, but just like playing sp- split screen like even like call of duty modern warfare 2 played hours and hours with my friends on split screen. call of duty like, europe european assault or like it's smash bros or, medal or medal of honor yeah medal of honor smash bros on the 64 like we i would have tournaments with my friend in my friend daniel george's green room like and i and i remember as video games progressed and my brother and i we bought a ps3 and then an xbox one and like more and more games started becoming one player and like split screen was no longer a thing and i remember being so sad like I don't want to play this game by myself. I want to enjoy it with my brother. And like even still, we rec- my brother and I, we recently started playing a game, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, if anyone plays that game. That's an old game. It came in like 2015. We played on our Nintendo 3DS. And it's just fun because we still play it together. Like that's the fun of it, is playing it together. So I miss that. Um, but it's not all, and, and I appreciate that the movie wasn't so focused on like, oh, you have to like connect with people and it wasn't focused on romance. Like, like Wade said, the rosebud was losing his best friend. It wasn't losing his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. Like I appreciate that it was just like have connections, have friends, and do things outside of the digital world. I, I just thought it was like a simple but very timely message. That was a lot to dump out, but I appreciate it. So like, w- to add one more thing, like this podcast. Like we, I enjoyed this film individually, and now I'm enjoying it with you two, and then enjoying it with people who listen to the podcast who can tweet at us or join the Discord and like, even digitally, there's ways to enjoy things with other people and connect, but also get a real meal in the world because that's the only place to get it. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, this is a great movie. Like when you look at it like that, and like not gonna lie, when you say split screen, like I have so many good memories. Like my heart like aches. It's, it's almost like, like positive PTSD. We're just like your mind really flashes is. back. It's just like. And like you miss it so bad. It's like, man, those are good. Guys. Or like even like Lego Star Wars, again to mention that. Like I hated it that you had to stick together on the map. Like you couldn't split up. Oh, that you had to the share the same screen. Playing Lego Star Wars. <laughs> we got so mad at game, each other. Greatest game ever made is Lego Star Wars. <laughs> I can still hear the sound like if you fall off a cliff <laughs> and like your body <laughs> breaks up into leg. Dude, I just remember all the jokes my brother and I played. Oh, we played that game for hours. Like, just side note, this has nothing to do with the podcast, but I remember getting in an argument with my brother because we finally saved up enough studs, and we had two options. We could unlock the extra of invis- uh, invincibility or buy one of the ghost Jedi. Does that make sense? Uh-huh, and, yeah. I, and I didn't know what invincibility meant. I thought the word said, I'm also dyslexic, and I was a kid, but I thought it said invisibility, and I was like... <laughs> That's stupid. Like, let's just let's just buy a ghost. Like, we can buy two ghost characters for the cost of invincibility. And I was like, and the ghost characters, they won't be able to see us anyway. We'll just be invisible, but we'd be to, get to be a cool character. And my brother was like, no, like, we got to get invincibility. But we ended up getting the coat. I was player one, so we bought the ghost. <laughs> and I remember we went and played the, Jabba, the Jabba's Palace level. And you have to, like, get on one of the speeders and shoot the cannons at the main palace that's floating. And... Um, I was playing as Obi, like Ghost Obi Wan, and they could still shoot me, and like it would make me lose lives and lose studs, and I couldn't stay on the cannon because they kept shooting me. And my brother's like, "I told you we needed invisibility. They can't shoot you with invincibility." And I was like, "So then finally we saved up studs again and bought the the extra, and then like they'd shoot you and you wouldn't lose any life." And I was like, "Oh, dang! I guess I need to learn how to read." (laughs) And that's how I learned what invincibility meant. But See, like, memories like that. Yeah, hey, like... All right, my turn. Do you remember? It was one of the first... I think it's the first episode... Or the first episode or first level you play. It's in episode one in Lego Star Wars where we're going... And you, you can have Jar Jar Binks. And remember you can switch between each character. Is that... And, like, Jar Jar Binks can double jump. Double jump. <laughs> but there's a point where it was late at night when we were playing that game. And for some reason, never, <laughs> we had Dr. Bing jump off the edge and die. We laughed so hard. Because <laughs> he made a weird noise. He's like, Arr! You remember that? I forgot. About, dude, I just remember. I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember staying up so late and we kept nearing. <laughs> or the point we had like no more studs because he lost them all. Because he kept jumping off this cliff. Because Jar Jar Binks made the funniest noise. 
Like, oh my, like, see, that's what makes it, like, so great. It's, it's like, not it's as not, much as, like, as going, like, sorry to jump in, but I'm just so excited about this, is that it's not as much as playing the game and winning it, but just playing the game, period. Yeah, like, I don't remember beating, well, of course I remember beating the levels, but, like, that's not what I remember. I remember the stupid memories, like, where I would, I made a, you'd get the clone who had, like, the Speedo and with the clone helmet on, <laughs> and, like, my brother would be the Princess Leia in, like, the bikini thing, and, like, we'd be at the, always, it was always at Jabba's Palace, that was our favorite level, but, like, I'd stand up on this ledge and I'd be like, oh, I'll save you, and, like, you'd double jump with the clone and he face plants. <laughs> like, I remember that clearly, and the noise he would make, like, Hoo-hoo! And then my brother would be standing over there, holding circle down, dancing his princess way up. Like, that's the fun. Or, like, spending hours to get true Jedi on each level, and, like, you finally get enough studs, it's like... Stupid mini-kids, dude. Yeah. Alright, so ready... So, okay, fall in deep here. Ready Player One is really just meta. Lego Star Wars is the greatest video game ever. Oh, my gosh. But just... Video games in general, but it's like I can name off billions of stories. I'll name off one order story and then we'll move on. But the story when so me and Kelton, us brothers, stay up till like two o'clock in the morning some nights, playing Madden 08. Oh my gosh, that game is OG. That game is OG. If you haven't played it, you gotta play it. The pl- ignore the graphics and just look at the, the, the gameplay and just the glitches. Make that a glorious game. There's games were like we're playing, and for some reason, we like we pause, zoom in on the ref, and see that he runs with his arm out like this, and just like <laughs> jokes like a weirdo. <laughs> and then when there's a flag, he's like the Luke's behind, like we think he grabs his butt. <laughs> Bow pops out this weird gimmick of a flag, and he throws it, and it flies fifty yards in the air, just. <laughs> and then it doesn't even it just like. Sticks into the ground and falls over. <laughs> Should we replace that stuff so much? Yeah, okay. like we sometimes. I remember once. It's like a super intense. Sorry, last story. We're going to fall in. This is so hard. Like we're playing, and like it was super intense. It was like fourth quarter, or whatever. I don't remember who was winning, and like I think I had the ball, and I was like trying to move down in the field to score, and I throw the ball to the guy. He gets tackled like normal, and like the ref is like standing there watching. And, like, the game glitches, and the dude won't get up. <laughs> He's laying on the ground with the football on his arm, on his back. And the ref is, like, staring at him, and, like, <laughs> changes. <laughs> we couldn't finish the game. <laughs> like, we're sitting there waiting, like, okay, come on, like, let's go. And then it got funnier and funnier the longer we waited, because it didn't change. <laughs> the, the, you know, the stadium, they're all cheering and everything, but the dude won't get off the freaking ground. <laughs> The teams have got back into the hole. <laughs> we had They're to, like, like, we had to stop, like, turn off the game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Memories like that, I'm just like, it doesn't have to be a, it's all, yeah, exactly. It's not about, like, just winning it and, like, by yourself, but still, those memories are laughing so hard. Like, we still laugh about it just as hard to this day. Like, it's laughing on your face. How, baby? Like, because I think this, so kind of a theme I, to like get back on track, uh, oh, okay. a theme kind of going off yours but a little different, Harrison, is one I really liked with his idea of like, I don't belong in a clan. And then at oh, the end awesome. he, yeah, sorry. And like at the end he he finally says like, oh, you know, we'll sign as a, a clan, like they'll rule Oasis together. And um, I just really like that idea because it's like realizing, and that's what, um, oh my gosh, the creator of Oasis, like that was his problem. He like eventually like shunned away his like one best friend and he was doing everything by himself, you know, and he was like alone. And in the end, like the whole point of the story, like the Easter eggs is to point out, it's like his greatest like regret wasn't because he didn't like get with Kara or whatever. It was that like he lost his best friend. And like honestly, I'm I'm a I'm a guy who is like really loyal, and um, I really connect with friends. Like I'm an extrovert. I love doing anything in a group. Like video games. Like I get bored after like ten minutes if I'm by myself. Like if there's people there, or if like we're in a, I don't like going to parties or anything like that. But just like being somewhere where you could like have fun with people, just 
connect with them in just like whatever setting, whether it's like painting a bedroom or like playing video games or watching a movie, like doing this podcast now, like just the idea of it's like just connecting with like people and friends, creating those relationships is like probably one of the greatest things you could do in this life is just really becoming good friends with people. And like making memories that make you laugh, even though it's been like six years ago. It's been a long time since that. And so, like, that's just to me. That's like I live for those moments. Just being able to connect with people and have those kind of friendships, where it doesn't matter what you're doing, like you just like bond with them and you share that moment with them for like ever. Yeah, I've said this to, to my wife multiple times and to you guys. Like, even just doing this podcast has been really healthy for me, for lack of any better word. Like. Just being with you guys and like having that friendship and connection has been a ton of fun. And I feel like we've grown way closer and like my care and love for you guys has grown. But we also have a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. And laugh our heads off about Lego Star Wars <laughs> and anything else for that matter. But yeah, it's man, life is good when you're when you're blessed to have those relationships. So go find some connections, people. You guys are my clan. That is so dumb. Dang man. That was <laughs> Hey, I do want to say this. Is that to go on do you always hear people talk about how you you're playing video games too long, or it's, you're like you you're just having no fun? And you go outside and play, or that like like Kelton, for example, had he was down on like pal some friends and people called him out because he was playing Kingdom Rush. I don't know if you guys remember that know that game, greatest app ever, really great app as a game. But they like called him out like they're not living in the moment, and I want to like I kind of want to get on a bit of a soapbox that like. Technology and video games is not a person just living out of the moment trying to escape everything. Like technology and, 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 and like, video games. Set the backstory. Like I was playing with like my best friend and his fiance. Like we were just kind of playing it together and like planning like what we had to do and like discussing different strategies. So it wasn't like I was just held in the quarter like antisocial, but like I was doing it with them. Like we were playing it together and like trying to beat like one level and everything. Yeah, but like I think there are there are some people out there who just don't understand that like I've played people talk about how like they went out and played pretend or played or played house or they're not do that kind of stuff but like the memories that I remember are that are super vivid in my mind is playing Lego Star Wars with Kelton and my my older brother Stuart it's playing Madden 08 with Kelton and laughing our heads off in the middle of the night it's playing Madden and the score is 178 to 175 it's just, just a freaking shot fest and we're playing Call of Duty when we're, you know in high school. When we're playing all these video games, these video games is what is really a part of who I am. Because and people, a lot of people don't understand that and see that that I'm there are I've made moments with video games, and that that is very possible. And that people only see the negative part of it. That this is just you know how people escape things, or that they're just lazy butts and they don't don't do anything with their lives. It's like, excuse me, someone made this game and are and is making a living because of this. People are making these video games and playing them, and with their friends and their family, and they're making plenty of memories to where I have an entire childhood about that. Yeah. And that because of those, I can laugh and have fun and just really enjoy myself as a person and enjoy myself as a, as a brother and as a person and as a husband. Like I've played games with my wife. I've, we've played Yoshi at the Yoshi dreamland and we've had some funny moments. We have some great moments in that. Yeah. I think, and I, I don't think video games are the only thing for that. Um, one of my favorite quotes of all time is, um, I don't know who said it, but time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. And, but I also think that there's a balance in it. Like at the end of the movie, they close the oasis two days a week. Like there's got to be a balance in things. Like if you enjoy wasting time playing video games, but you do that 12 hours a day, it kind of gets excessive. And, and I don't want to like just talk about video games. I, I just think in life that there's so much to enjoy, but you also have to find a correct balance. And I think the movie does a good job of saying like, these are so much fun and like totally enjoying and like, festering for lack of better words in the enjoyment of wasted time to continue with a quote but also you got to find a balance you got to go get a decent meal in real life you gotta whatever so yeah i think totally enjoy the moment don't get on the bandwagon of like oh all video games are bad but also find balance and priority in things yeah. enjoy life exactly. make connection it's life it's that we'll say that quote one more time time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time exactly and i think 
and making connections is what makes your life meaningful. Whether it's a religious connection, it's a family connection, it's a friendly connection, it's a just banter between a fan or somebody else or just reaching or solving something. Like connections is, I think, are underrated. Yeah, connections are underrated. Good, well said. So thanks for connecting with us while we won't listen to the podcast. If you want to connect in an additional way, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning and I apologize. I mentioned it last podcast that we were going to have a Discord but I'm not going to have it up in time. It's really hard to organize a Discord. But if you want to come connect with us, talk to us more directly, join our Discord. We'll be on there a little bit more actively once I get it organized. But, yeah. And talk to us on Twitter. Really? Yeah, do that for now. Join us. Just... So. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week while we watch what I will say is a perfect movie, Tron Legacy. But you got to come back next week to know why. So, ciao, ciao. Peace out, home dog. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.